Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are talking Baylor Research. Baylor University's research enterprise has enjoyed tremendous growth in recent years through the strategic plan of Illuminate, illustrated most notably through the university's attainment of R1 research recognition last December. Baylor's Office of the Vice Provost for Research has worked with faculty across campus advancing research efforts and enhancing infrastructure to support this growth. Kevin Chambliss serves as Baylor's Vice Provost for Research, and Susan Steersman is Baylor's Associate Vice Provost for Research. This weekend marks National Research Administrator Day, and today we'll highlight the work behind the scenes that has supported important milestones in Baylor research. We really have a lot to celebrate this year, Kevin and Susan. Thanks for coming on, jumping on to talk about it today. Thanks for having us, Derek. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are celebrating National Research Administrator Day, the day this show airs, as I said, September 23. And we're going to dive really into talking about your staff. But let's start big picture. You've got a great team that's working tirelessly to make things happen. If, if you each had 30 seconds, and Kevin, I'll start with you, 30 seconds or a minute just to describe what their impact at Baylor means to you, how would you do that? Oh, wow. Uh, great question. And and what I would say, Derek, is is – uh, they're a tireless team of people who have, have been over backwards to try to help, you know, faculty and others within the university be successful in reaching the goals that that we've set that we've set out. And you know, I'm sure we'll unpack this a little bit over the course of the next few minutes. But things have have grown so rapidly at Baylor and scaled so quickly that uh, you know, we we've. We've been trying to, to grow the, the people behind the scenes to support that scale as quickly as we can. As time, at times, it's been challenging, but it clearly, while, while certainly faculty play the leading role in what we do, the growth we've experienced wouldn't have happened without the folks on our staff behind the scenes helping make that happen. And I'm so grateful for, for all the work that they do. What about you, Susan? Yeah, I would say our team has really focused on bringing a level of expertise to this space that um, maybe we didn't have 10 or 15 years ago. Um, we've grown the team in number, but I think also really in depth and breadth of, of what they can do. And that really has a leveraging effect for the faculty. You know, we're walking beside them with a collegial relationship to really let, let us handle where we have expertise in the administrative and compliance requirements and really let the faculty focus on carrying out their research. Visiting with Kevin Chambliss and Susan Steersman, and Baylor has uh, purposefully and strategically invested in growing the Office of the Vice Provost for Research in recent years. And for people who don't really know, how would you describe uh, your office, Kevin, and what falls in within your lane? No, that's a good question too, Derek. And I mean, we, we have kind of a broad portfolio that ranges from, uh, you know, tech transfer and, and engagements with industry to space and how do we grow out lab structures to support the research enterprise to a variety of, of research administration functions that I'll let Susan unpack uh, a little bit. But another thing that our office does that, that I really appreciate uh, because we're in the provost office, we have the opportunity to be a close partner with the provost in planning research strategy, right, in collaboration with Nancy and with our deans. And, you know, what are, how do our hiring plans, how do the decisions we make in doing that grow the overall footprint of research within the institution? And so that's sort of the broad swath 
a big piece of that uh, is the research admin piece. And I'll, I'll let Susan unpack that a little bit. Now, research administration is really facilitating the relationship between where the research happens, that's with our faculty, and with the funding agencies. And so we essentially represent Baylor to external agencies and make sure that things are handled professionally and consistently and accurately and compliantly, all of those things. Um, we also, to carry on with some of what Kevin said, th in a similar way to partnering inside the provost office, we also spend a great deal of our days partnering with the other administrative units at Baylor also to make sure that processes are smooth and, and people can do what they need to do and carry out the research. You know, I think uh, it's easy, Susan, uh, certainly from the marketing standpoint, you see a press release or the news that a professor won a great grant. And most people, uh, most of us don't realize just how much work uh, work goes into it. We're going to talk about the different uh, parts of the the award process. But what are what, what aspects do most people maybe not quite understand about just how uh, how much uh, planting and watering goes into that uh, seed sprouting, if you will, of a, of a grant award? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think, you know, it starts with an idea. And often I think it starts a lot earlier than people realize. It's not just, you know, you pull together an idea and send a letter off. Um, you have to bake that idea into something that you might say is fundable um, or collaborate with people who can help you get there. I think there's a lot of internal scientific support that happens before anybody's even talking about putting an idea out to a funding agency. Once you're ready to do that, though, um, you really need someone to, who understands what that process looks like and really help you navigate, wow, what does this agency want? How do we fill out all the forms? There are questions and codes and terminology that, that most people who aren't in the profession of research administration don't really understand. And so, um, you know, working again, working with our team to carry out some of those tasks is really a necessary part of the process. Then it needs some compliance eyes to make sure that we're uh, checking all the boxes that we need to check before it goes out the door. And then I think submitting the proposal really is that moment in time where you're asking for someone to support your life's work. But the real work begins at post-award, right? Once you've gotten that grant, now you have to carry out the grant. And there's a whole series of steps that go on that end as well. So it's not just getting the proposal. It's also then meeting the terms of the agreement. You, you, maybe I can overdo an athletic analogy, but when you think about if, uh, you know, you're competing on big stages as well. And it sounds like what you've, you described, there's elements of coaching, there's elements of, you know, the compliance office that helps athletics follow NCAA rules, make sure that I's are dotted or T's are crossed, a little bit science, a, a little bit art, and a lot of maybe helping faculty like an athlete get to where they want to go. Yeah, I think that's a great analogy. Well, that's uh, it, it's great work, and we've seen the fruits of it as we talk with Kevin Chambliss and Susan Steersman. And Kevin, we've had several months now to, uh, in a lot of ways, celebrate and internalize R1 as an institution. Uh, to you all and, and your team, whether in Pat and F or, or, or spread out, a lot of people working remotely, what has what that meant? What has what that meant to you all to be able to, to share in and celebrate that? Well, it was really a little bit of a surprise to us, right? I, I think we expected it was going to happen a little bit later, and so... Uh, once we got over the initial almost shock, right, that, that we had reached this achievement, um, I think there was a great sense of satisfaction 
you know, as we've talked about some days and in, in what we do is, is tough sledding, right? At times it's hard work and, and being able to get a victory out of that in the way of, of being recognized as an R1 institution uh, was truly a team win. You've heard me say that before, but certainly among our team, uh, I, I think everybody was, was pretty excited. Uh, Susan, uh, I remember you sharing a, a moment with me when when you all actually got the news that yeah. that might be worth <laughs> worth sharing for the audience. Yeah, we were all together, almost all of us together. And, you know, somebody got the email and there was a big scream that went up. We had to stop the meeting that we were in. And we really did take a few minutes and really just celebrate. It had that feeling of, you know, a goal that you've set and that you've really been working toward. Um, we made it. Um, and, and I don't think it was too much longer after that, that maybe the weight of it set in, like now we have work to do, right? Our <laughs> one is an uphill road. And I mean that in a very positive way, you know, there's, there's work to do to maintain that. And so, you know, that's what we're doing now. We're sort of going about the business of, of keeping that goal alive. Mm-hmm. Well, actually that sets up the next question. I think, well, you know, we celebrate R1 and it's a great achievement, but we've heard a lot of people, whether President Livingstone, Dr. Brickhouse, or in your office talk about the fact R1 was never the final destination. It's a it's an exciting benchmark, but but not a finish line. Susan, I'll, I'll start with, with you. To make that the case, what, what are some ways that we are st- working to support that growth to not just scale up to BR1 now, but to continue to grow in the future? Mm. There's so much. Um, you know, R1 is, is a certain designation um, that means a great deal to us, but there are also many aspects of being at a university that go into making that true. Um, so, you know, all kinds of things like um, we're about to impl- kick off a system implementation um, that will help us to navigate that proposal and award process. It's a big lift for our team. It's going to be a great impact on campus, uh, really give a lot of transparency and, and management capability in our grant portfolio that we don't have today. Uh, but there are, there are many projects like that where we're continuing to grow as an institution. And Kevin, when we talk about infrastructure, what, what does that mean as it relates to Baylor and research growth? Well, I think that's a great question. And I, I think it also builds on the, the question that you just asked, Susan. Uh, infrastructure can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but the, real, the reality is it's a pretty broad word. It can mean anything from, from new policies to procedures to protocols to people to physical space to the equipment that occupies that space. Uh, you know, even down to culture at some level, right, is all part of the backbone or the infrastructure that, that's ultimately needed to not only support a research enterprise, but in our case at Baylor, to sustain our R1 status uh, and to continue to grow, not just as another R1 institution, but, but if we look back, the goal is to be the preeminent Christian research university. Uh, and that's that's a wonderful goal to, to have in front of us. I think everybody's excited about reaching it and growing all aspects of, of that term infrastructure that I just talked about are, are going to be critical to us reaching that destination. Yeah, Derek, I would say a grant, Kevin and I talk about this a lot, a grant is really uh, a microcosm of academic activity at a university, all of the the processes that go on around a research project, 
at some point walk through a grant. And so there has to be a depth of understanding, not just on my team, but also across the institution about how every action ultimately can impact something that deals with federal funding or state funding or, or other agency type of funding. So that growing that expertise and awareness is something that we're focused on as well. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Kevin Chambliss, Baylor's Vice Provost for Research, and Susan Steersman, Associate Vice Provost for Research. And you know, Kevin, I want to ask you, you've served on the faculty here at Baylor for many years before becoming Vice Provost for Research in uh, 2018. And you've uh, you've kind of interacted on, on both sides. So how would you describe the ways that uh, faculty interact with your office and how you've seen that grow in recent years? Well, I think some of it goes back to what Susan said at the top of the program. One of the things that we've worked hard to do is, is try to grow the level of expertise within our office. Uh, that's always a work in progress for everybody. I don't think anybody ever says, hey, I know all I need to know today. Um, but, you know, compared to, say, 10 or 15, 20 years ago when I arrived at Baylor, right, the scope, the scale and the level of expertise available to our faculty today is dramatically different than it was when, when I arrived at Baylor sort of at, at the beginning of this journey towards R1. And, you know, as a faculty member, what you really want to be able to do um, at least when I was a faculty member, what I really wanted to be able to do was focus on the research, right? I wanted to mentor my students. Uh, I wanted to talk about the results that were coming out of the lab, um, maybe, maybe work on the next paper, maybe work on the next grant. What I did not want to do is think about how do I order all the supplies or who's paying the bills to the vendors or, you know, I, honestly, this is probably bad for me to say publicly, I didn't even want to balance my checkbook, so to speak, right? <laughs> Once I got the grant, I just wanted to do the work. And so what we're, what we're really trying to do is set up an infrastructure of people, of processes, of knowledge on the administrative side of the house that free up faculty to, to have their focus and their time really be spent on uh, coming up with the big ideas training the next generation of students that are gonna spread Baylor's green and gold far beyond the confines of the university. And, and I love the trajectory we're on. I think we've made great strides in moving towards that goal. And, and I expect us to continue to improve in that way uh, in the days and months ahead. You know, Susan, as, as Kevin describes, you know, being able to, you know, wanting to focus on the research. That's obviously, you know, each faculty member brings his or her own, his or her own unique uh, approach to solving big problems. You know, obviously there's some, whether you call it administrative work or process related work that every faculty member would have to do. How do you walk alongside them through that and free them up to as much as they can, as Kevin described, focusing on on the research, the, the, the students, the, the, the work that they do? Yeah, it's funny, as Kevin was listing off those things that he doesn't like to do, those are the things that my team loves to do. So, um, you know, so it works well, then it does. You know, it, it really is. It's, it's intended to be a collegial relationship. Um, you know, the research admin team, they are administrative. There are a lot of uh, purely administrative tasks that need to happen. Um, but but they do it is a profession and they do bring we keep using the word expertise. They bring that expertise, knowing what needs to be done, being able to to read through a scope of work and understand which wires were tripping in terms of what needs to happen. 
Um, you know, does this need regulatory review? Does this need prior approval from an agency? Is this something that this agency would even allow? Um, you know, how are we going to fund this if the agency doesn't provide enough funding? All of those administrative questions are really what we're there to help with and really relieve the faculty of having to think through those things. It's collaborative, it's iterative, uh, but that's really our wheelhouse. Visiting with Kevin Chambliss and Susan Steersman and Susan earlier, you talked about the the steps of the grant process that, you know, like the like a bill becomes a law kind of help us picture how an idea becomes a grant. You also mentioned compliance. How can we outside of your world envision what compliance means when you're talking about big research projects? Mm. Yeah, very broad. Um, you might think of it, there's an old cartoon actually um, of someone coming in with a piece of paper saying, hey, you got your grant, grant got funded. There were a few strings attached and the image is a piece of paper with like a thousand strings trailing behind. Mm. And you know, that's maybe how you think about it. There are terms and conditions that are required when we take external funding in order to carry out our scopes of work. And then there are additional requirements just as an institution, because we're R1, we agree with the federal government that, for example, we're going to protect human subjects in a certain way, abiding by those regulations. So it's our job as an institution, and I mean, each faculty member has a certain responsibility, but again, there's a, there's a, a professional seated to help you think through what exactly those terms and conditions are and how at Baylor we're going to go about checking those boxes as it were. So, so if the National Science Foundation, for instance, if they're funding a professor to the tune of a few hundred thousand dollars, they're in there, you know, I guess there's sort of some insurance for themselves along the way too, even if they're given that amount of money to make sure that things are done the right way and that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that it, it's done in the manner that that investment will pay off the right way for them. Yeah, that's right. I, th I think the, the regulations are really an attempt to codify general ethical principles. And so, you know, they're going to require us, you have to sign off on this and submit this document, but there's a specific procedure. But the intent behind that is stewardship and, uh, you know, doing, doing right by the community at large in terms of our research. And I think you know, as a Christian, Christian institution, that's also our intent. We're not just here to check the boxes on the regulations. We also, I think my whole team would say the same thing. We have a real desire and a will to ensure that we're hitting those high ethical standards, not just because it's the rule, but because it's right. Yeah. And I might add to that. Um, I, I was I was in a program review yesterday with some external advisors for one of our graduate programs. And, and the external advisor actually brought up that, you know, because we're a Christian institution, we perhaps have a unique position by which to speak into things like ethics and responsible conduct of research and, and what that means. And, um, you know, that, that's certainly something that resonates with me. It's something I've said before that part of being a Christian research university means we're going to do things the right way. But I would love to, to think that as Baylor continues to grow into our R1 clothing, one of the areas that we lead is in the, the area of ethics and compliance and demonstrating that, that you know, we're, we're living up to who we are as an institution. We can certainly talk about, uh, you know, morality and ethics and the right way to do things in a way that some state schools can't. So I, I'm excited about that opportunity in front of us. 
talking with Susan Steersman and Kevin Chambliss and to both of you as we head into the final moments here on the program I I want to ask you cast that vision for ethics and compliance Susan earlier you mentioned a new research administration system coming online could you uh could you look ahead a little bit uh, just just give us a brief rundown of what you're excited about maybe Susan I'll start with you as we as we look ahead to uh 2020 later 2022 and then on to 2023 mm. Yeah, I think that, you know, that system implementation that I mentioned earlier is probably number one in my mind. It's it's the the biggest thing on my horizon right now. Um, and I think as we, especially as we implement that, there are so many integration points, not just among the research administrative teams, but also across Baylor, um, that I, I'm looking forward to making those connections even stronger, really with the result to to alleviate the faculties having to deal and navigate all of those things. And what about you, Kevin? Well, I mean, certainly uh, I'm also looking forward to the system being in place. Not only is it going to increase connectivity and streamline workflow, it's going to give us visibility into things that, that we just hadn't had before. And I think uh, every faculty member at Baylor will ultimately feel, feel a sense of relief and a sense of, of improved efficiency downstream. But, you know, I also want, don't, don't want to leave the, the conversation without pointing out that, you know, we're, we're not done. We're continuing to, to have a hiring plan to, to continue to further illuminate. We're going to continue to add new faces, new faculty to various departments across campus, uh, bring additional new mentors to Baylor students. Uh, and we're going to continue to grow our team to support that as we move forward. So. Uh, I think it's a, a really exciting future in front of us in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Well, Susan, Kevin, uh, happy National Research Administrator Day to to you and to your teams from uh, from us and from the Baylor family as well. Anything you'd like to say to your teams as we close? Well, just how grateful I am for the work that they do every day. Uh, I know that it's tough sledding sometimes, but clearly we've we've moved the needle. We're continuing to move the needle. The trajectory is correct, and 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 we're all going to strive to get better each day, just like just like the rest of you. Absolutely, great work being done. Well, Kevin, Susan, thanks so much for jumping on today. We appreciate it. We look forward to seeing that growth in the uh, in the weeks and months ahead. All right, thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek. Yeah. Kevin Chambliss, Baylor's Vice Provost for Research, and Susan Steersman, Baylor's Associate Vice Provost for Research, our guests today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.